everybody. Welcome to another episode of Laguna Biatch, the podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Obviously, this past week has been a bit crazy. For all you listeners, you know I'm in Nashville, and this past week we had really bad tornadoes. On Tuesday morning, I woke up to a whole bunch of text messages and DMs asking if I was alive, which is probably one of like the crazy, or asking if I'm okay. Some people are asking if I was alive, and that's like one of the craziest things to wake up to. I live about 15 minutes from where the tornado touched down in Germantown, And I remember waking up Monday night hearing the tornado sirens and not thinking much of it because they do air sirens pretty often with really bad storms. So I just kind of didn't think anything of it. And I went back to sleep and then woke up to the news that 26 people passed away. Well, at the time it was seven and now it's up to 24, I believe, 24 or 26. And there are so many people still missing from that. But I do want to say uh, Mount Juliet was affected, Cookville was affected, Putnam County was affected. So it was a lot more than just East Nashville and Germantown. Those two are getting the most exposure because I'd say, I don't know, that's where, that's just where people are talking about. But North Nashville as well, they were hit pretty hard. They were hit extremely hard, not pretty hard, extremely hard. It's been really crazy as awful as this has been, it's been amazing to see people really step up. And I think that happens with every natural disaster or any horrible, horrific thing that happens. You get to see the helpers and you get to see people who are there to stand up for others and raise money and donate things and, you know, go out there with a chainsaw and cut up a tree in someone's front yard. There had been so many acts of kindness in Nashville. It's really warmed my heart. And I want to say thank you guys to those who could donate and send money to me through Venmo. If you couldn't, totally fine. I understand not everyone can donate, but those who did, I really appreciate it. And some people were even like, you know, I only sent you $5. I'm so sorry. I'm like, that bought five toothbrushes. So you helped five people that way. Any Anything helps. I don't think I'm going to be continuing the Venmo just because I'm going to be doing something next week and I won't be in town. But I will say... You guys helped a ton of families. I got over $900 in donations this week and I just kind of, I unplugged a little bit. I guess I did post quite a bit on my story, but I just wanted to be in the moment and help this past week. It was a rough week at work. I'm not going to even talk about it, but um, I wanted to be out there helping and I'm stuck in a cube and I'm kind of like, I want to, I want to go out. I want to do something. So I want to make sure Saturday and Sunday I was able to help people. I was able to volunteer both days. Really awesome, really exciting. And again, thank you to everybody who reached out to make sure I was okay. You know, I was talking to my mom a little bit and I kind of feel like it's I'm in a weird situation because I'm in this city, but I was not affected at all. I My things weren't affected. I shouldn't say I wasn't affected because that's not the right way to put it. But my things weren't affected and I almost felt like I had no reason to really feel like sad about this. But I think it's okay to feel sad. Even obviously, even if you're not in Nashville, it's okay to feel sad. It's allowed, you're allowed to feel compassion for people who are going through a really hard time but I just want to thank you guys a lot of people reached out to make sure I was okay make sure my cat's okay and a lot of people also like I said donated and I was able to pick up so many amazing things they've been in need of diapers so I picked up a bunch of diapers bunch of formula uh, adult diapers pads and tampons just dog food, cat food. I was able to pick up such a variety and that's because I was able to get so many donations. So again, thank you. And again, if you could not donate, do not feel bad, okay? Not everyone has the means and not everyone can donate. If you are looking for a place to donate, um, I would suggest checking out Nashville Humane Society. They're doing a lot with animals in the city, a lot of animals 
are looking for their owners, and I'm sure their owners are looking for them. And then the CRC of Nashville, that's where I was Saturday night. I was going through and going through donations and kind of sorting them. Incredible people there. There are a bunch of other ones, but I would say donate local instead of Red Cross. That's how I feel. But yeah, I wanted to take the first few minutes of this podcast to just kind of thank you guys for all you've done and all your kind words. I'm just really lucky to have this platform. I'm really lucky to have awesome community of followers. So again, I want to say thank you. And I really, really mean that. You guys know I also have to give a shout out. There is the live podcast Zanies in Nashville, April 25th at 4 p.m. Tickets are 20 bucks. I'll be going with Jemmy. She's been on the real world. She's been on the challenge. Super excited for that show. Hopefully there will be more live shows. They will not tell me how many tickets I've sold yet, so hopefully it's a good number because if not, I probably won't be able to do another live show for a long time and there will be no podcast next week. I want to give you that heads up right now. I'm so sorry. I know, I know, I know you're so sad, but I'm actually going home. I really need to clear my head. I need to get out of my work for a few days and I'm going to be surprising my nieces, which is super fun. But let's get right into this episode. It is, I love how I say let's get right into this episode at like minute five, but whatever, whatever, you guys let me do it. This episode should be called The Return of Jennifer Bunny, but it is actually called Apology Not Accepted. So this is season two, episode 10. There's only two more episodes left in season two. I thought season two was a lot longer. Season three is really, really, really long. So buckle up for that one. Season three, (laughs) season three is going to be a fun ride. But this episode is Lauren's 21st birthday. So we are going to be getting ready because Lauren can officially legally drink, even though she's been drinking on our screen for like four years now. But we start the episode with Heidi dropping the bomb that Spencer asked her to move in with him. And Lauren just goes, yeah, Lo told me. And it's really awkward because I do think that Heidi is trying to be at least pleasant. She's kind of like, yeah, I know you hate your my boyfriend, but I'm going to tell you anyway. Also, she probably should have told Lauren before she told other Lauren, a.k.a. Lo. But Lauren says she's freaked out. She's like, imagine if I was dating somebody for like a few months and all of a sudden they wanted to move in with me. And Heidi's kind of like, I think it's sweet. And then Heidi says she's going to stay with Lauren. She's like, there's no way I'm moving out. I'm going to stay with you. And then Lauren says an amazing quote. She says a great quote. This episode is full of great Lauren Conrad quotes. Sometimes I'm like, are you sure production didn't feed you these lines? Because these lines are pretty incredible. But she says a good roommate is like a good pair of jeans. You hang on to those. So deep, so beautiful. What an incredible quote. I am moved. I am tearing up. So Heidi and Lauren are good, dot, 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 or are they? Right now, we think that they're good. We think that everything's going to go well. We think Heidi is going to stay with Lauren, and now they're planning a birthday. So now they're really excited. So Heidi goes downstairs, or maybe upstairs, to Audrina's apartment. I don't know why I just assume Audrina lives on a lower floor, but to be fair, Audrina could live above them. Who knows? But she ends up going to Audrina's apartment, And they are planning a surprise birthday party for Lauren. Now, the idea is to make Lauren really mad at Heidi to throw her off of, like, the birthday trail. Heidi says she's going to fake bail. And then Audrina will be the one to save the day. Heidi's like, whatever, I'm going to commit to it. It's going to be fine. Heidi's probably like, she's going to get mad at me anyway for something. So I might as well just make her mad at me. 
And they're both very excited about this party. They're both very excited. It's going to be at Hyde, which we all know is a very hot club. And now that they're 21, they can openly be wasted. So that's exciting for production as well and for the viewers. So now we have a fashion closet moment with our favorite work wives, Lauren and Whitney. And get ready because Whitney's going to say something. What is Whitney going to ask Lauren? Hey, is it your birthday this weekend? I don't know why that voice was Whitney. Whitney doesn't sound like that. But good job, Whitney. Lauren's excited. And Lauren's like, I'm so excited to be 21. It's a big one. And then Whitney, of course, what are you going to (laughs) do? I don't know why that's Whitney's voice this week. But Lauren's not sure. She's like, I just want dinner with Heidi, then go out after. And Lauren's like, I don't want a huge party. I've always thought that my 21st birthday, I'd want a huge party, but I just don't. I definitely thought I'd be the girl who has a 21st party that's huge, but I'm just not going to do that. Okay, I may have added a few words, but that's basically what she says. Now I'm going to take you guys on a trip down memory lane and talk about my 21st birthday. So when I turned 21, it was in Las Vegas, and it was an absolute shit show. So I didn't really start drinking till I was like probably 20. So I still wasn't like, I didn't get all my crazy, crazy years out like in high school or even in college because I did not go to, like I did go to college. I almost said I didn't go to college. That's a lie. I went and graduated. But I didn't live on campus for college. I commuted. I went to community college and then I went to a state school and just commuted there. I lived on campus for one semester. I went to Wheelock in Boston. Big mistake. Anyway, back to my 21st birthday. It was in Vegas. My brother lived in Vegas. So me and my best friend Devin flew out to Vegas and I got in a fight with someone at the airport. Now, When I think about it, I feel really bad, but when we landed, our luggage was not there. So I walked into whatever, wherever you go to be like, my luggage is lost and I need it now. And the guy was like, well, it looks like your luggage is in Chicago. (laughs) And I looked at him and I go, well, that's a fucking problem because I'm in Las Vegas. And he's like, I can give you a complimentary toiletry bag. And I was like, no. And I like stormed off and my brother picked Devin and I up and kept us awake so we were three hours ahead so like well okay let me re-say that Vegas is three hours behind Massachusetts and I lived in Massachusetts at the time so I was getting like text messages from all my friends being like happy 21st happy 21st blah 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 but I couldn't go out and get a drink because I was in Vegas and it wasn't the 14th yet (laughs) so anyway My brother kept me awake and then we went and got drinks, walked around the Vegas Strip, all that. Still didn't have clothes, still felt gross. My luggage was not there, but I was having fun. And then the next day, luggage arrived, very happy. There's a picture on my personal Instagram of me like spooning with my luggage, so pleased. But then we went to the Palms Hotel and my brother got us like a private table at Moon Nightclub, I want to call it. And I took like four shots in a row and then fell asleep. I passed out for the whole night. There are pictures of me just sleeping on the couch. And typically they kick people out for that. But my brother paid like whoever he needed to pay. So they didn't kick me out. And then I got sick in ice buckets and they still didn't kick me out. And then it was like 4 a.m. and it was time to leave. And I had slept for a solid five hours. So when I woke up, I was ready to go. And everyone's like, Kelly, you just slept four hours. So no, you we are not staying out. You are going to bed. And that is the tale of my 21st birthday. <laughs> I remember one time I did a live of this episode and someone was like, you don't need to get blackout drunk on your 21st birthday. And I was like, oh, I didn't know that. 
I, I thought every time you drank, you were supposed to get blackout drunk because of Jersey Shore. So I was a real wreck of a human until about 24. <laughs> we'll get into that a different day, though. Let's get back to the episode. So after the fashion closet moment, we are at Zaddy Brent's workplace, Bo- Brent Bolthouse. So, <laughs> so we're at Bolthouse production. Unfortunately, we do not see Zaddy Brent, but we do see Elodie, who is an absolute queen in everyone's mind. Heidi's talking to Spencer on the phone and Elodie rolls her eyes like there's a there's a shot of Heidi being like hi Spencer and then look across the office and Elodie's eyes are rolled into the back of her head very funny but Heidi's explaining what the plans are for Lauren's birthday and she says that they got Hyde for Sunday and to bring Brody so a lot of followers have told me that they always filmed on Sundays because the club wasn't actually open which really hurts my soul I mean, I like to think that there were people just staring at them with a giant camera, but I guess it makes sense. They probably threw some extras in there. Maybe they're just like, anyone want to get drunk on a Sunday and maybe be on a TV show? We need some bat. We need some bodies. We need some people. Of course, MTV probably just lied to us and it was just 10 people there. Whatever. Anyway, back to the story. Back to the episode. Right when she's like, you should bring Brody. Guess who walks in? Guess who walks into Bolt House Productions? Jennifer Bunny. So she like walks right into the office area and Heidi's like, oh my God. And she grabs Jen's arm and brings her into the lobby. And then Heidi's just like, make this quick. I need to get back to work. There's a lot to do. And Jen asks how she is. And Heidi reiterates that she's working. She's like, I'm just working. And I'm just going to play this painful audio clip because if I have to sit through it, so do you guys. I haven't talked to my best friend in 15 years for like, what, three weeks? For what sloppy thirds like that's so that's why i think that's why she's all mad because it was like code that you don't hook up with your friends exes or like past hookups one night should not have even amounted to two days of this fight and i think we both agree on how crazy out of proportion this got blown like well i told you and i told her i was like that's between you guys yeah i want nothing to do with it so okay it's fine i mean it's like an awkward situation There you go. They keep saying awkward again. I feel like last episode they said awkward a lot too. It was during that time in the early 2000s when everyone said awkward. Do people still say awkward like that? I feel like we got away from that as a society and we need to bring that back because the world was a lot simpler when something would happen and we could just go awkward. I guess Polly D still says that. He still yells that stuff. Thing. He doesn't stop yelling the same joke for decades. So at least we know Polly D will always say awkward. Now it's nice. We have a Heidi and Lauren moment because they're friends again. They're all good. I'm sure there's still Spencer drama, but for this episode, they are friends. So Heidi walks in and she's like, guess who showed up at my work today? And Lauren's like, I have no idea. And she goes, and then she tells Lauren like a little fib. She's like, I told her it was really inappropriate and to show up at my work like this and that I am not engaging in this conversation because again, when Heidi's being serious, that's how she talks. She goes like, (laughs) I told her it was really inappropriate to show up at my work and I would like her to leave. And I also told her that I'm not getting in between the two of you and you both know that. And I mean, she didn't exactly say that, right? She did kind of embellish a little bit, but I probably would have embellished on that story too because Lauren's not talking to Jen, so she'll never know what I really said to Jen. Does that make me a shady person? Maybe a little bit, I don't know. Now that I say that out loud like to a bunch of listeners, I'm like, wow, do you guys trust me anymore? (laughs) Please continue to trust me. But then we have another amazing Lauren Conrad quote. Like I said, this episode is full of them. And it is, quote, 
if you do a really bad thing or shady thing, just admit you were shady. And it's like, if if Jem would admit that she was wrong, then Lauren could get over this quicker. And then Lauren just says she has too many good people in her life. And Heidi's just like, yep, yep, you do. And I'm kind of like, Heidi, you know you're about to screw her over by moving in with your boyfriend. That's my best Barbara impression, Barbara from Teen Mom impression. So Lauren and Heidi are now getting ready for Lauren's birthday dinner. And Heidi says she's wearing jeans. Well, Lauren's like getting ready in her bathroom and Heidi's getting ready in her bathroom. And Lauren's like, are you wearing a dress? And Heidi's like, no, I'm wearing jeans and a cute top. That just was pure nostalgia for me. Although I've always worn that. Like I I always wear jeans in a nice top or if I'm going out, maybe not even a nice top. Sometimes I just wear a t-shirt. I don't put a lot of thought into my wardrobe, if you can believe that or not. Like, I need to be on an episode of Queer Eye so they can help me out with that. But I just remember, like, when we were younger going out, it's like, what are you wearing? Dress cute. And you're like, oh, a cute top and a pair of jeans. But then Heidi fakes a call with Spencer and leaves. I mean, she's committing to this. She's like, Lauren's gonna be mad at me. But again, Lauren's always mad at me, so whatever. And Heidi continues to commit and Lauren follows her saying, stop leaving me for Spencer. Be like, my, I'm going out for my best friend's birthday. And Heidi just shakes her head. She's like, I have to go. I really have to go. I have to check on him. When she leaves, Heidi calls Audrina, who then, and she's, I mean, when Heidi calls Audrina, she's just kind of like, hi, I just left. Lauren's so mad at me. <laughs> And then right when she hangs up, Lauren calls Audrina and Audrina's like, let's just go out just the two of us. It'll be fun. Lauren agrees. And then we're at Hyde. So now we're excited because we know we're about to get a party going. And Heidi wants everyone to yell surprise. She's sitting there and she's like, okay, she's going to be here in like three minutes. So when she walks in, everybody yell surprise because it's a surprise party. (laughs) But we get a quick moment in a car, in the car with Lauren and Audrina. Audrina's driving, Lauren's in the passenger seat. And Lauren is going off about Heidi. She's fuming. She's so mad at Heidi. And she's like, Heidi has no more strikes. I am done with her. This is more than her third strike. And Audrina's just kind of like, yeah. (laughs) But when they walk in, everybody yells surprise. And Lauren is definitely surprised. That's why I don't think all the hills were scripted and I'm always going to say that. I do think there were those genuine moments and I think that was one of them because Lauren Conrad could be like an award-winning actress if this was all real. You know what I mean? Like if the lines that she delivered were on scripts and if these moments she really had to like play up being surprised, she deserves all the awards. But I think one of the most surprising parts is that Whitney's actually there. Whitney finally got invited to a night out with the gals and she's there living her dream. Yeah, right. Whitney's probably like, I didn't want to come, but I know that I should. (laughs) I feel like Whitney and Lauren would not have been friends if they weren't forced to be friends by sitting in a fashion closet for years and years together. But like I said, Whitney's there, Lowe's there, Brody's there, and Brody and her hug. And I will say they do have a cute little flirty relationship. They joke about like how this is her surprise party and Brody had no idea. No matter how fake it was, I will always hope that there was some moments between them that were real. And somebody once asked me, they were like, you know, they kissed a lot on screen. And I was like, well, they probably made out and hooked up. But it doesn't mean that they had like serious real feelings for each other. But then we have this cute moment between Lauren and Heidi and they're hugging like they're hugging super tight. And Lauren says, I was pissed at you, but I'm not anymore. And Heidi's like, I know you were really mad at me. (laughs) I give Heidi credit. Heidi was ready to take the brunt of the wrath of Lauren Conrad. And that is not something I wish on anybody. So Lauren and Brody are flirting again. But Brody asks where Jen Bunny is. Because Brody knows. Brody's like, I need to make this work. I really, this is all I have going for me. My Malibu's, Princess of Malibu's didn't get picked up. 
So I really need to stay on the hills because he kind of hasn't been on for a few episodes. So like I said, he asks about Jen Bunny and Lauren's like, we don't speak anymore. She drops the bomb. She was the reason me and Loden's talk for like two years. So obviously Jen Bunny has caused some trouble in Lauren's life before and Lauren's just over it. She's over it. She doesn't want to deal with Jen Bunny anymore. Just let Lauren live her life. Now after that Brody and Lauren moment, we have a speech, a birthday speech. And guess who gives the birthday speech? It's Spencer. Spencer Pratt gives the birthday speech and Lauren looks a little nervous, but we're starting to think maybe Spencer and Lauren are on okay terms. Maybe they don't hate each other as much as they used to. They're learning to coexist together just to make Heidi's life easier. Who knows? Coexist, is that the right word? Did I use that correctly? Like I said, sometimes I say these things and I'm like, I second guess myself and I'm like, I don't know if I, yeah, coexist. I'm going to go with coexist. I'm going to confidently say, That right now they're learning to coexist with one another because it makes Heidi's life easier. So get ready. Here is the birthday speech by Mr. Spencer Pratt. Not very good at speeches because Lowe said I'm not very smart. But I do know this. Heidi, the love of my life, loves Lauren more than anything in the world. So that makes Lauren an amazing person. We don't see eye to eye, but they do. So at the end of the day, we all see eye to eye. I don't know. I thought that speech could have been a lot worse because Spencer has openly said he hates Lauren and he kind of went out there and said some nice things. He did make sure that everyone knew that they didn't see eye to eye, but I mean, he tried maybe. I can't believe I'm sticking up for Spencer right now, but I can't lie. I like straight up cackled when he was like, I'm not going to be good at speeches because Lowe said I'm not very smart. Like that cracks me up. I love Lowe. Lowe is my favorite person from the hills and... I'd say her and Alex H are like my favorite Laguna people, but I think Lowe is hysterical. And some people are like, Lowe is really bitchy and mean. And I'm like, it's funny. It's like Summer Roberts. It's funny. So what seems to be the next day, it could be a week later. It could be a month later. We don't know. Lauren and Brody are going to lunch. They go to lunch together. And Lauren says she had a blast, but didn't love Spencer's speech. And Brody's like, it was funny. Get over it. And he's like, and she's like, he could have just said happy birthday and be done with it. Lauren just laugh like it was a funny speech and he called himself stupid so that's probably the best you're ever gonna get from Spencer so again Brody and Lauren talk about Jem Bunny and then Brody's like how come people don't really like Jem Bunny and Lauren's like she's been shady with girls and like their guys and then Lauren drops another bomb the night that she kissed Jason Jen kissed him first and I'm gonna play the audio clip of her explaining it to Brody and Brody's reaction because it's pretty funny hold on did you know that the night I kissed Jason, Jen kissed him first? I told Jen, I, I kind of like Jason. She's like, I got your back, got your back. She went to another room to talk to him. Apparently made out with him. And what? then he went and kissed me. Shut up. Yeah. And then Lauren's basically like, this whole thing could have been avoided if Jen would just admit that she was shady. That's what she wants. She wants Jen to admit that she did something wrong. And Jen is like, I didn't do anything wrong. You are nuts. Jen, just admit you did something wrong. Come on, Jennifer Bunny. Speak up. Just admit it. Just admit to it. So the next scene opens with Colby Calais' Battle, which is a great song. If you haven't heard it, go listen to it right now. Battle by Colby Calais. And Lauren's just kind of like hanging out in her kitchen doing some things. And then there was a knock on the door. And who do you think that knock belongs to? Miss Jennifer Bunny. So Jen shows up with flowers. And Jen basically says that this whole thing has been blown out of proportion. And she never meant to hurt Lauren. And then another amazing Lauren Conrad quote. She goes, I don't think you meant to hurt me. In fact, I don't think you thought about me at all. 
And Jen just kind of looks at her, and Jen's like, man, I'm really losing my reality TV fame right now, and it, I'm really upset about it. But Lauren says it's a big deal because it was the first time guys she liked since she broke up with Jason, and Jen's just kind of like, I didn't know it was a big deal. And Jen looks so uncomfortable. She probably didn't want to do this, and producers are like, actually, you signed a contract, and we need to wrap the storyline up, so let's go. Let's do it. And again, everyone's going to be on Lauren's side because we loved Lauren. We still love Lauren. A lot of us still love Lauren. I don't know if you still love Lauren, but I do. So Jen just sitting there being, like, reprimanded by Lauren, and I'm going to play the clip. This whole scene's about five minutes long. I'm playing, like, two minutes worth of stuff, maybe a little less, but definitely go back and rewatch it because Lauren's just sitting there like a bad bitch, and she's like... Come on, Jen, what are you going to say? What are you going to say to me, Jen Bunny? It wasn't who he was. It was the fact that 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 was the first guy that I was able to have a crush on after Jason. That was a big deal to me. It had to be that guy. I didn't know Brody even mattered. Brody doesn't matter. It's not, I'm not mad about Brody. This is about a guy. No, it's about the fact that you did something really shady and you did it behind my back and you were evil and conniving. It wasn't all Brody. It was you. And it was like, I didn't need my best friend to go and make me feel like an idiot, like I've had happen to me before, and just sucked that it wasn't some girl I hated. No, it was my best friend who made me feel like such an idiot and made me feel so low. It was a mistake. I messed up. I know you did. Night. That's why no, no, I'm no. saying it was one night. You made a mistake that you went home with him. You made a mistake that you kissed him. You made a mistake that you stared in my eyes and lied to me about it. And then you made a mistake that you tried to blame it on every person you could. I'm not trying to play the victim. I'm trying well, to play the victim. You sit that there I... and you like make your sad puppy dog face. You're like, it's, oh, it's so hard. It's so hard. You put yourself in this situation. And I try to apologize to you so much. Sincerely sorry. I understand what I did was wrong. Really, really wrong. You've screwed up a lot of friendships because of guys. The first night that I told you I like Jason and I wanted to kiss him, you no, went and kissed I don't, him. Don't even yes, go there. Yes, you did. That was, that's, it doesn't matter. You didn't tell me that night. That was like a joke, Lauren. Come on, you can't. It's funny. It's funny because I dated him for a year after. I obviously didn't have any feelings for him. I know I made a mistake and I know I lied to you and I am so sorry. I've been burned by so many friends, especially lately. And I really am starting to learn who my true friends are. And I have every reason not to trust you. You know it's true. Sorry I hurt you. I appreciate that. Thank you. Nothing. There's nothing I can do. There's nothing I can say. No. Just like even... You've done and said enough. In one of my favorite parts of that whole thing, and it's something I started to do because I feel like if someone apologizes, we always say it's okay. Even if it's not okay, we're like, it's okay. It's okay. So one thing I've been saying is like, I got in a fight with one of my friends. I kind of have touched on it a little bit. Haven't talked about it much just because it is so fresh and I don't really want to talk about it. (laughs) But anyway, she apologized to me and she then got mad at me because my response was, thank you for apologizing, I appreciate that. Because it's not okay what happened, but I do appreciate the apology. So that's something to keep in your back pocket. If someone apologizes and you don't think it's okay what they did, you can at least say like, I appreciate you apologizing to me for this. So, very mature of Lauren. Um, I will say, it wasn't all Brody, it was you, is one of the greatest quotes of all time in the Hills world. Like I said, this whole episode is full of incredible quotes, and Jem Bunny is just coming in like a little, like a little sad puppy dog. But no, Jem Bunny, you're conniving, you're evil, which <laughs> I don't think Lauren said evil, but she said, you're conniving. And I think I'm going to start calling people conniving more. But that is the episode. 
Gem Bunny is no longer on the show, and now we're getting our low back. We're getting low, and we're happy about it. And right now, it seems like everyone's in a really good place. But there's still two episodes of season two, and we know that those aren't going to end well. (laughs) All good things must come to an end, right? And I think that good thing is Lauren and Heidi's friendship. Now, I can't lie. I feel like there's so much to talk about that happened in pop culture this past week. The first thing I'm going to talk about is Justin Bieber sales. Didn't I tell you that his concert wasn't selling? Didn't I tell you that? I feel like people just need to believe me when it comes to pop culture and celebrity gossip. There's nothing I know better than that. And it was funny, like, TMZ said they're downsizing the tour because of the coronavirus. I'm like, how much money does Scooter Braun pay you guys? And also, wouldn't coronavirus be better, like... Wouldn't it be better to have a concert in an open-air stadium than, like, an enclosed arena? I don't think that this tour is going to happen. And, you know, I do think that there would have been an arena or stadium tour if he had different, like, co-headliners. He has Jaden Smith and Kalani. I mean, Demi Lovato just signed on to Scooter's label, whatever, Scooter, whatever management. I'm surprised Scooter wasn't like, yeah, let's make them go on tour together. I'm not sure if that would sell out a stadium, but it would definitely do better than selling out with Kalani and Jaden Smith. I mean, they're both, they're all three talented. I will never say Justin Bieber is not a talented singer or performer or anything. I just don't think he has the best management behind him. And I think that he needs to step out of the spotlight completely. But we all know that's not going to happen, unfortunately. Speaking of Demi Lovato, welcome to the Demi Lovato Corner. She recently came out with a new single called I Love Me. I think that's what it's called. My issue with Demi is that she has such a crazy good voice, and I don't think pop music suits that. I don't think her pop music highlights her true talent, and this song is so overproduced, and I'm just like, I want to like it. I don't think it's bad. I don't think it's like a bad song, but I think it's an overproduced pop song, and I'm like, Demi deserves better. Demi can sing her ass off. She has that song Nightingale, one of her best songs. I'm trying to think. Um, I mean, even like her last album with Ruin the Friendship, Sorry Not Sorry, incredible pop song, incredible vocals. Like, that is what she should be singing. But Scooter, I don't know if Scooter's going to be able to do this. I think that Demi has a lot of demons that she still needs to deal with, and I really hope that she's able to deal with them. I recently saw her on Ellen and she said something about how she didn't feel supported so she started drinking and in my opinion that's like putting issues on other people and not dealing with your own issues. Obviously I am not a therapist. I just have dealt with a lot of addicts in my life and that is not a good sign to me and I'm very worried about Demi. Always worried about Demi. Always worried about Hayden and someone wanted me to do a deep dive about Hayden. I'm a little nervous to do that because I've only listened, I mean, if you look at her, you can tell that there has been a lot of things that have went on, right? You can see the photos of her throwing up in Malibu for being so drunk. You can see her partying. You can see her partying at like 15 with Paris Hilton in clubs. She was partying just as hard as Lindsay Lohan, but it was quieter because she wasn't Lindsay Lohan. Like I said, she was always that like second tier of actress. Not saying she's not talented. I just mean like we had Lindsay Lohan and Hilary Duff and probably right under that's like Britney Snow and Hayden Panettiere. I don't know if you guys feel that way. That's how I feel. And you guys know I love Britney Snow so much. So that is not me like calling them bad actresses or anything. It was just like they weren't those two. Actually, I think Britney Snow and um, Hayden Panettiere are both way more talented than Lindsay or Hillary. There, I said it. But Hayden's boyfriend, of course, was arrested for domestic violence. There's been no update from that. 
but hopefully she can get away from him. And like I said, I kind of went on a little tangent, but I don't really want to do a deep dive on Hayden just yet because a lot of what I've heard is from Enti lawyer and it would be it would be me being allegedly this is what happened allegedly and there would be a lot of allegedly's because I don't have money to get sued but I do think her parents were just as bad as Lindsay Lohan's parents they just weren't as open about how awful they were if that makes sense somebody asked my opinion on Britney Spears and I think Britney Spears is one of the saddest cases out there she obviously went through everything she went through in 2007 and people still want to laugh at that and I'm so sick of it She ended up making her big comeback with her Vegas show, and I don't know, it's so sad to see, and like, watching her Instagram, it's like she's a zombie, so when she was on X Factor, I actually went to one of the auditions in Providence, like, they had, you know, you could be in the audience and watch auditions, and everyone was really into the crowd, I think it was L.A. Reid, Demi Lovato, Simon Cowell, and Britney, but Britney did not speak, she really couldn't make words. It was sad to see because obviously her whole team uses her as a cash cow. And just recently, her son, I think it was Jaden. I think it's Jaden and Sean. It could have been Sean, one of her sons. I think the older one went on Instagram live and was like, I don't think my mom's ever going to perform again. He's like, I don't know what she's going to do. That's how she makes our money. So it's almost like even her kids look at her as a cash cow. Obviously, he's super young and hopefully he learns, but he's been taught that. He's been taught mom makes money from singing. So what are they going to do when she doesn't sing? How are they going to make money? Like, it's sad that that's even her son's point of view. He also said some choice words that I'm not going to repeat about his grandfather, who is over Britney's conservatorship, and it seems like he's a really bad guy, which I think we all kind of had an idea. He also said his dad's basically Jesus and that Britney's new boyfriend, Sam, is a cool guy. He also said if he gets to 5,000 followers, he's going to tell his side of the story. So let's see what happens with that. Very nervous to see him like that already. I mean, he's young. He's only like 13, I think. And he's already like, I'm just going to spill all the tea about my mom. That's pretty fucking crazy. But you know, right after he got off that live, Britney's team was like, we are taking away your phone. I just, I hope that Britney gets, I hope she gets out of her conservatorship. I don't know if it's ever going to happen, but it's too bad. And she, she, people can hate on Britney all they want. They can say she can't sing. They can say whatever. They can say, you know, even in her Vegas show, when I saw her, she couldn't really dance that well. She wasn't really like in it. She was still pretty new. It was still a pretty new show. I still had a blast. Like I got to see Britney live and that's all that matters. But I feel like people just love to hate on Britney Spears because they're bored with their life. She, in my opinion, she had a different childhood than a lot of celebrities, much like Bieber. I'll say that much like Justin Bieber. But Britney was like 16 years old on the cover of Rolling Stones with Teletubbies. Because if you think about it, she can be sexy, right? She was 17, I think, when she did that. So 17, it's okay to be sexy. But you know what? We have to remind you that she's still a kid. So guess what we're going to do? We're going to put Teletubbies there. Just like the Baby One More Time video was filmed when she was 15. But then they decided that was creepy. 15, you can't you can't think a 15-year-old's hot. So they waited till she was 16 until they released it. It's just she's always been a product of these men's fantasies. And once she wasn't fulfilling those fantasies, it was like she was dead. She was done. She was done for. There was no chance. And like I said, people still want to bring up 2007. They don't want to bring up her personal growth. And that drives me up a fucking wall. (laughs) That's why you'll never see me make a meme about Britney Spears or anything. So long story short, I love Britney. I think Britney is incredible. I do wish that they let her keep her original singing voice because 
pop music, her producers made her sing an octave higher than she was used to. Because from the bottom of my broken heart, that's more of like her range. But they wanted her to sing higher because pop singers sing high. They don't have a deep voice. So yeah, I really hope Britney, I don't know. I wish that her Instagram didn't trigger me as much as it did. I hope that she finds happiness somehow. And honestly, I hope she never performs again. And I know people are not going to like that, but I don't think she wants to. I think she wants to be a mom. That's what I think Britney wants. Obviously, I don't know what Britney wants. And I sound probably sound like a conservator or something, conservatorship, but I hope that she gets the help she needs. Um, another person asked me to dive into the Dan Schneider and Amanda Bynes situation. Amanda Bynes has gone on record, or on record meaning she's tweeted that she was abused by Dan Schneider, as have a lot of Nickelodeon stars. A lot of Nickelodeon stars have said, Dan Schneider has abused me, and I don't know how he's gotten away with all this for such a long time. I try and bring it up on Twitter, you know, just get some traction because it is absolutely disgusting if he did do these things that he is being accused of. I don't know why Nickelodeon would be protecting him as much as they are, but Amanda Bynes is another one that I worry about. You know, people were making fun of her Instagram videos, and how she speaks, and I'm like, she just sounds like a robot. I really, really hope that, again, she gets the help she needs. I don't know what her parents are like. I always thought they were like great parents, but she said some things about them that make you wonder. And again, her mom's her conservator. Like, she has conservatorship over Amanda. So it's almost like another Britney Spears situation. I remember in her paper magazine interview, we all thought Amanda was doing great, and then it doesn't seem like she's doing that well. Hopefully she can get help. I, I'm just talking about all these celebrities who I hope can get help because I can't even imagine what being a celebrity is like. You can't have your own life. And especially if you start really young, you're shaped into this person and you're shaped into what you think people want. Like none of these people had control over their image. And that's one thing about Billie Eilish. She scares me a lot. She's a very scary teenager. But she's also wearing baggy clothes because she doesn't want to be sexualized. She's very much... Although she is, of course, being a brand. She, Billie Eilish is a brand. But she's also not seeming to really let, like, anyone tell her to be sexy or anything. She's only 17. But I can't even imagine how hard it would be to not be in charge of your own brand and be in charge of how you want people to think of you. That goes for any of, like, the stars who started when they were really young and now they're bigger. And I think one of the things, I mean, I think Justin Timberlake's a huge asshole. From everything I've heard, he's kind of a douchebag. But I think one thing that really saved him was that he was a part of a group. Because in a group, you can kind of blend and you have people to talk to. And I know that's what like the Backstreet Boys said. And I know AJ said that was one of his downfalls is like he felt like he couldn't stand out. And then eventually he did stand out, obviously, as the bad boy. He did a lot of drugs and everything. But he was like, if I was a solo artist, it would have been way worse. Because at least if you're in a band, you can bounce at Everyone knows what you're going through. You're not alone. Not everybody, but say your band members. You're not going through these things alone. Wow, that was a lot more like celebrity talk than I thought I was going to do today. And it feels good to get it all off my chest. Thank you for letting me ramble about celebrities always. Um, I got in a fight with someone on Twitter. Okay, someone got in a fight with me on Twitter. And then I deleted my tweet because I'm like, I don't want to deal with this. I said that uh, Harry Styles and Taylor Swift were complete PR 
And I'll 100% say that forever. They're like, well, she wrote a whole album about him. No, like I don't. That's one thing that I think Taylor Swift did wrong with her image. But again, it was, you know, her album wanted or, or her um record label wanted this. But I think one thing that's wrong is that we're always like, who did she write this about? And it's always about a guy like no one can be like, oh, she just wrote it because she's a good songwriter and loves love. It's like, no, she wrote um, Clean about Harry Styles. And, and I think it's also really interesting and keeps you on your toes guessing. But it's also like, maybe she just wrote a beautiful song. Maybe it's not about anybody. Because I don't think her and Harry Styles were a real couple. I'll never believe that. Ever, ever, ever. All right, let's talk about the Love is Blind finale. It was awful. I mean, reunion. If I want a reunion, I want yelling. I want screaming. I want drama. Give me the drama. This was boring. Love is Blind, you really did a disservice to me for this reunion. (laughs) I think Amber's out of her mind. I think Gigi's out of her mind. I think Jessica's grown. I hope Jessica's grown. Um, But I would have liked to see a lot more stuff, a lot more, like, digging deeper into the conversations. And it was just really choppy. I'll give it a one star. One out of five star for the Love is Blind reunion. I kind of talked about my college experience earlier, but somebody said, your col- talk about your college experience. I stayed home and I'm pretty depressed about it. You know, I get that. I always feel like I kind of missed out because I didn't have a technical call, like technically a college experience. But I also like worked a lot and was able to save money and make money. So I was able to do stuff and none of my college friends were. I do feel like I missed out on a little bit, but I think you're saving money. If you don't live on campus, like you're saving so much money. And if you're working, you're making money. So that's awesome. That's a real positive thing. And if you want to like make friends on campus, join a club, join a group. I know that I actually didn't join groups at all, but I became friends with people in my classes And we would just hang out in between class until our next class. Did I say class enough in that? Or do you want me to say it one more time? Say class one more time. Class. But don't be super hard on yourself. I understand getting upset and depressed. But try and find something else to do. I don't know what else to do. Because as I've said before, I have no hobbies. But don't be so hard on yourself for not going away to school. I Like I said, I really was hard on myself. And then I went away to school and hated it. And also, you can always go visit your friends. If you're that upset, that depressed about it, be like, hey, can I come up for a weekend? And I'm sure they'd love to have you. But nobody's judging you for not going away to school. That's something that's all in your head because I had that too. And all my friends were like, no, we didn't like judge you. We don't care what you do. (laughs) Somebody wants advice. She said, I think one of my coworkers doesn't like me. What do I do? Know what you do. Ignore them. Whatever. Not everybody's gonna like you and that's a fact of life. I know there are plenty of people who don't like me. I'm not everyone's cup of tea. But I think all you can do is be polite, be professional, and just kind of work around them if you can. And if it makes you that upset, just continue to just ignore them completely. If they're obviously a direct coworker, it's a little bit harder. But just remember, honestly, not everyone's gonna like you and somehow you just have to become okay with that. That's something I've really had to learn. So somebody asked me how I feel about the upcoming challenge. I think it's awesome. I'm excited. I love the challenge. The challenge is probably my all-time favorite reality TV show next to like Real World and obviously Laguna in the Hills. I feel like I don't need to list those two. 
but I'm excited. I'm excited Cara Maria, Cara, whatever. Cara Maria isn't going to be there. I'm excited Polly's not on it. You want to hear a really unpopular opinion about the challenge? I can't stand Leroy. I know everyone loves Leroy, but to me, he's just one of like Bananas buddies and lets Bananas walk all over him. If you don't know, I do not like Johnny Bananas at all. I think he should be off television because he's had a couple instances where he should, where in my opinion, he went a little bit too far, but MTV will never get rid of Johnny Bananas. And MTV really, really does ride hard for their people. Usually it's like the wrong cast members that they ride hard for, but they still do it. Like, I cannot believe Amber is still on Teen Mom. I can't believe it. I am shocked that she's going to be on this new season of Teen Mom. And honestly, I think they should just cancel Teen Mom. As much as I love Teen Mom, OG, and Teen Mom 2, I think it's time to pull the plug on that little bad boy. They all have enough money. They all make enough money from their clickbait. Just, that's, just end it. Just give us a show with only Chelsea and Macy and maybe Leah. I actually really like Leah. Leah's grown on me a lot. And I like Brianna. I know not everyone likes Brianna, but I like Stella. I like her daughter, Stella. I think Stella's funny, so that's why I want her on. Okay, unpopular opinion time. Somebody asked how I feel about Hilary Duff and the Holy Lizzie McGuire, like, reboot. Disney Plus isn't rebooting it. Honestly, I was not excited for the Lizzie McGuire reboot to begin with. I don't think everything needs to be rebooted. I think some things should just, like, stay in the past. I mean, the Hills reboot, I think that should just stay in the past. And people are like, wouldn't you love a Laguna reboot? Not really. I would love a Laguna reunion. Maybe like a couple part, like, special, see, I don't know. But not, not a whole reunion, not a whole reboot. Sorry, I just stumbled over so many words. I'm so tired. (laughs) This weekend has been, this weekend's been a lot on me, but it's been worth it. It's been a great weekend. I've been very good. I don't think everything needs to be rebooted. I don't really care for Lizzie McGuire. I was not a Lizzie McGuire fan. I'm not a Hilary Duff fan. I'm sorry. I know a lot of you are mad at me for saying that. But I think she's always been overrated. And this Lizzie McGuire reboot, I wasn't going to watch it anyway. Do I think it's fucked up that Disney probably pulled it because maybe Hillary Duff wanted somebody to be gay or a part of like the LGBTQ community? Yeah, that's pretty fucked up. So if that's the actual reason, then fuck Disney Plus because that's the way of the world. And don't worry, your kids aren't going to be like brainwashed to think whatever. It's like what like people are people and that's the way it's going to be and people just need to let people continue to be people. But I would like to see Ethan. I wonder what Ethan's up to. I did have a crush on Ethan. Like I remember he had great hair and in one episode he was like I I wash twice or like I condition twice. I don't know something about his hair. So I actually have a bunch of other topics that I was sent and I'll cover them not next week because there is no podcast next week but the following week. A lot of people asked about Misha, and I don't know what's up with Misha. I wish I knew more about Misha Barton right now, but her and whoever this new person taking her spot are kind of going back and forth on Instagram, and I think it's all to get people to talk about the Hills, because that's what they've been doing. I mean, the Brody and Caitlin stuff. Apparently, Kristen's going to be on an episode of the Hills, and people are like, aren't you so excited? I'm like, no, I saw what happened on Very Cavalry. No, I'm not excited. And yeah, I don't know what's up with Misha. Hopefully, Misha's well. I know Misha's had drug problems in the past, so hopefully she's not back on those. I loved Misha on the reboot, and people are like, well, she was boring. I'm like, I don't care. It was no more boring than like... Heidi drinking goblets of wine and dancing around with crystals or whatever the fuck she does. Heidi's TikToks freak me out. It reminds me of the mom from Mean Girls being like, I'm not a regular mom. I'm a cool mom. Like, that's who Heidi is. But I guess if she's happy, that's all that matters, right? Like, if she's living her best life. So somebody actually asked me, this is what I'm going to end with. 
They asked me about a couple of my favorite things. They asked my favorite book. And I have a couple. Um, I love 20 Minutes by Jodi Picoulty. It's probably my favorite book. I've read it a few times. And then there's this book called Blackout, Remembering the Things I Drank to Forget by Sarah Hepola. And that is H-E-P-O-L-A. It's a really good book. I've like... I've talked about my drinking, but early 20s, like I said, I drank really, really heavily and I'd constantly black out and I thought that was normal. Um, I was, I was kind of teetering on like if I was an alcoholic or not. I really was concerned and I do think I have a handle on my drinking now, but back then I had no idea. Like I didn't know and I picked up that book, read it and I'm like, wow, people don't black out. Like it's, it's not a normal thing to black out when you drink. And it kind of taught me a lot. And it's a really, really good book. Highly recommend it. Even if you don't think you have a drinking problem, let me just say that. Like, it's beautifully written. And then, of course, you all know that I love The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. That's probably my all-time favorite book. Like, I'm obsessed with it. I cannot wait for it to come on Freeform, which sounds weird that I'm saying that because I hated Freeform for so long. But I like the bold type, so I hope they do a really good job with this book. And then they, uh, this person also asked, like, my favorite movies. And I have a bunch of favorite movies. They change daily. It's like asking me my favorite Taylor Swift song. It changes depending on my mood. But I think Spotlight is probably one of my favorite movies. That's the movie about the Boston Herald breaking the priest scandal. Beautiful Boy is one of my favorite movies that I'll never watch again because it was so heartbreaking. It's Steve Carell in Timothy... <laughs> Uh, Chalamet, I think his last name is, even though it looks like, like, Shamitly. I'm pretty sure you don't pronounce it that way. But that movie, it's about, um, Timothy is a struggling heroin addict, and it's just, like, so raw. As I've said, I've had a lot of people in my family, they have addiction issues, and if you want to ball your eyes out, watch that movie. I love Coyote Ugly. I love Legally Blonde. I love Rough Night. I love End of Watch. Um... I'm like looking at my DVDs. 13 is probably one of my all-time favorite movies. Mean Girls is, of course, a classic. 10 Years is also really good. I don't think a lot of people have seen that. It has Channing Tatum, Chris Pratt, Rosario Dawson, um, Jenna Dewan, formerly Jenna Dewan Tatum. Oscar Isaac's in it, and he's a real hottie in it. But it's about a 10-year reunion. My 10-year reunion was not... Actually, my 10-year reunion was fun. I'm not going to say act like it wasn't. It was a good time. But that is all I have for this week. Like I said, there were a lot of requests this past week. And there's no podcast next week. Um, But the following week, I will continue on with all the requests. Because I know some people are like, you never answer my questions. But I'm sorry if it seems that way. Sometimes I just like pick through real quick. But I hope you guys have an awesome week. And no new podcast next week. There is the Zanies Live podcast. If you want to get crazy, buy a ticket. You should. Even if you can't make it, just get crazy, buy a ticket, have some fun, whatever, like whatever, whatever, whatever. But they do come with meet and greets, so we will hang out whether we do one or not. I mean, whether. (laughs) I don't know why I said whether we do one or not, but I meant whether um, when you come, we'll hang out. We'll talk after the show and everything. And yeah, um, coronavirus. So make sure you wash your hands, guys. And I don't know why everyone is buying toilet paper. I feel like I need to stock up because everyone's telling everyone's buying toilet paper. But I'm kind of like, you know what, guys, even if there is no like massive outbreak of some sickness, please wash your fucking hands. Don't be filthy. (laughs) But have an awesome two weeks. I always say have an awesome week. I hope you have an awesome two weeks. And I'll be back and we'll talk more about the hills. Wrap that up. I also want to talk about the OC. 
I love the OC. I want to talk about Gossip Girl too. So get ready for those two. And I will talk to you soon. Thank you again for all the awesome messages. Just making sure I was okay and alive after the tornado. And have an awesome week. Bye.